Welcome to the AM Global Podcast Series, addressing business concerns we face today. In today's podcast, we are joined by health system leaders from across the country to hear their thoughts on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on both in and outpatient volumes. Welcome to our podcast discussion on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on patient volumes across U.S. health systems and what the future may hold. I'm Arnie Schaefer, a managing director in the healthcare industry group at Alvarez and Marsal. We've chosen this particular topic today because as you all know, volumes are the foundation of our business activities. Revenues, expenses, income, cash forecasting, capital planning and budgeting, just to name a few, are all dependent on your assumptions being sound. And as you also know, this is a very challenging time to be making assumptions about volumes. I'm joined today by an extraordinary panel of executives. First, Todd Strumwasser, the president of the Northern California Division of Dignity Health. Dr. Strumwasser is a board certified anesthesiologist and prior to Dignity, spent 27 years at Swedish Health Services in Seattle as chief of staff, chief operating officer, and chief executive. We're also joined by Jeff Puckett, chief operating officer and executive vice president of Christus Health. Jeff assumed this role in 2016 after having served as executive vice president of strategic alliance and group operations at Christus he has served the international Catholic healthcare system for more than 25 years. And finally, our third guest today is Barry Arbuckle, president and CEO of Memorial Care Health System, a Southern California not-for-profit integrated healthcare delivery system. His leadership includes managing the system's hospitals, graduate medical education, clinical training, research programs, outpatient and retail health facilities, and philanthropic foundations. Thank you all for being with us today. We're curious to hear your perspectives on the enduring effect of COVID-19 on patient volumes and how things may look for health systems into the future. Let's start with inpatient volumes and hospital ED volumes. How do your levels currently compare to pre-COVID what do you expect them to be moving forward and why? For this first issue, Jeff, would you please start us out? Happy to, Arnie. You know, it's really been a roller coaster ride uh, for Christus Health since last March uh, when COVID uh, first hit. Uh, kind of good news, bad news, in that we have a great deal of uh, diversity of locations uh, three states in the US and then three different countries in Latin America. And so that had the, the impact of really spreading out the um, surges and the impact it had on our inpatient business. And so as we saw regulations take place in different states and different countries, as well as the uh, level of positivity go up, we, we experienced that uh, the greatest impact during that time period. The peak really for us was about 40% uh, reduction uh, on ED, and about uh, if you look at, at discharges, we we experienced being between a 10 and 15 percent decrease in uh, discharges, but actually a a big increase in uh, patient days. So the hospitals 
uh, were very quickly full with patients, uh, but they were much sicker patients with longer lengths of stay. And what we experienced really was a, a, a big loss of lower acuity patients replaced by a, a lot of patients who had a length of stay that was a full day longer um, and uh, high utilization of the ICU during that period. Our ICU patient days were 40% higher in the same period the prior year. Uh, so high inpatient census, but a completely different patient population. As of April 2021, we're seeing a, a, a strong recovery, although that is also uh, very dependent upon the location. Most of that happening in the U.S. where we've seen very few COVID patients now, COVID inpatients. Latin America still has a, uh, a big challenge with COVID as a uh, inpatient issue, particularly in, uh, in Chile and uh, Colombia. We're seeing generally a strong return to elective and delayed care, so a lot of uh, surgery coming back. Imaging uh, ER is definitely on its way back. I would say we've, the most stubborn places that we're seeing in the ER is pediatrics. Uh, we're still seeing in the children's hospital a, uh, a slower recovery, but nevertheless recovery. Uh, ICU days going down some, although still over both uh, last year and the prior year in ICU days. And probably the good news is outpatient uh, is coming back stronger than inpatient on the surgical side. So that's, I think, in part due to uh, limitation of beds and you're just seeing more surgery uh, convert from uh, short stays to actual ambulatory and also seeing some uh, comeback on the uh, imaging side and, and kind of all the, the lower acuity delayed care, I think, that people put off. Uh, that's now coming back, and, and I think that's been helped by reaching out through virtual care and, and more outbound scheduling of cases that were uh, were delayed and, and, and now really need to get back to the hospital. And as far as any uh, future prognostications or thoughts, what, what are you guys thinking about with regard to budgeting and moving forward for volumes? Well, budgeting, we've actually gone to a quarterly budget. Uh, we started that last year. And we're going to continue that. Uh, our fiscal year goes through uh, June to July, and we we really are updating every quarter uh, what the budget should be based on what we're seeing um, happening in a in, from a recovery standpoint, and whether we're kind of going back into um, you know more of a a lockdown situation like we are you know, right now in in Colombia and Chile, or we're coming out. So. That's really made a big difference, I think, in giving everybody more realistic budgets, also helpful on uh, supply budgets and the labor side. That's been our way of managing through the, uh, the uncertainty is to go to quarterly. Very fluid. Thank you. Barry, how about you? Well, uh, certainly uh, during the pandemic period, both our acute uh, non-COVID volumes and certainly the ED volumes were very much suppressed. Today, however, uh, I'd say that we are at or very close to uh, our pre-pandemic levels in the acute side uh, with the ED recovering a little bit more slowly, but it is as of uh, the last couple of weeks back to pre-pandemic levels. Like what Christus uh, has seen, uh, PEDS is uh, certainly slower to recover, but is kind of making that path back toward pre-pandemic levels. Uh, we did do uh, a significant amount of education and communication to the communities we serve around each surge or following each surge uh, to assure them that, that the facilities were going forward. 
You know, I, I think we will continue to see what we've seen during the pandemic, and that is some uh, of what historically has come to the emergency departments going instead to urgent care centers, either in person or virtually, which we view as a very positive development. We've also, uh, in, as we've built our virtual services, uh, just in the past few weeks, we've launched an enhanced access program uh, for our, what we call on-demand urgent care video visits. Uh, and that's beginning to see some uptick, uh, as well as expanding to 24 seven, our uh, e-visits, which connects patients and their primary care doctor to specialists. Uh, so those efforts, I think, uh, will continue going forward and might, you know, cause our, our acute services and emergency departments to hover maybe around pre-pandemic levels. But if they trail off some for those reasons, that's okay with us. Great. Thank you. And Todd, how about you? Thank you, Ernie. Um, yeah, my experience um, is pretty similar to what the um, my two colleagues here have suggested. We, um, at the peak of the pandemic, saw a 20 to 30% drop in our ED volumes. I have to say, though, unlike the other two colleagues, this is persisting for us, and our ED volumes have not come back. In fact, we're pretty certain at this point that they're not going to come back and we are trying to staff appropriately. We feel that what's happened during the pandemic is the lower acuity ED visits stopped coming in and we're going to telehealth or urgent care centers. And we are therefore bolstering our resources in telehealth and also urgent care. What's interesting about this is that the reimbursement's obviously been an issue in, urgent, in uh, telehealth to make sure that we're getting paid for these visits. But what's great about telehealth is it gives us a whole lot more flexibility in terms of how many primary care doctors we need to service any uh, given population. So we're a lot more agile in how we can staff. Our urgent care centers have gotten busier and we also have had length of stay problems, which are also persisting due to a decrease in post-acute resources and also in just pure capacity. So we're struggling with what to do with these patients um, in the post-acute setting, there just isn't a lot out there right now. Uh, what's been unforeseen, I would say, is that the acuity of the patients in our hospitals have gone up dramatically. I think that's fitting with the lower acuity cases not coming in. And more care is being delivered at home. So we've developed a hospital at home and home care capabilities. And um, the other thing, you know, is I find interesting looking at this across a larger uh, spectrum is that when we talk about the mortality from COVID, what isn't talked about is what's the mortality of individuals who have had pathology and have deferred their care and therefore are now coming in in much sicker situations where we A, can't, can't cure them or B, there's much more complications associated with their care. One day when someone's done the full autopsy on COVID, they're going to have to look at what the effect has been of people just not coming in for situations they should be coming into. Um, and let me also say that we are also budgeting quarterly because we have realized our ability to forecast the future is pretty uh, abysmal. So we're trying to do it on an ad lib basis. Thank you, Dr. Strumwasser. That was uh, really informative. Uh, I'd like to move, and I know we're touching on a lot of these topics simultaneously, uh, but there will be uh, differences as well. So what I'd like to do now, following up from the acute conversation, is find out what are you currently seeing and what do you predict 
for volumes of the traditional profitable outpatient work, such as outpatient surgery, outpatient imaging, and any other major services. And you've touched upon some of those, but some of those you haven't. What COVID-related changes do you anticipate both in the short term and more permanently? Todd, would you be kind enough to start us out on that, please? Yeah, thank you, Ernie. Um, you know, obviously, you know, as a not-for-profit faith-based healthcare system, we still try to be profitable and that we still try to be successful at outpatient surgery and outpatient imaging. And the outpatient surgery volumes have come back and we're clearly forecasting that that's going to continue to be the case. So all the work that went into pre-COVID, when we looked at all the total hips and total knees that were coming back as outpatients, we still think that's gonna happen. We're still focused on having a large footprint in the ambulatory surgery center space, and that's gonna continue. You know, the, the, the biggest challenge is in imaging, as we look at our outpatient imaging centers, is how do, how do we continue to capitalize these very expensive centers here, you know, where we have to have the, the latest and greatest and shiniest objects and MRIs and CT scanners and all the rest of the fancy stuff. So we need to maintain our profitability so we can continue to invest in these technologies. And we want to, and we think that's still the right solution. And yes, there will be more going into the outpatient rather inpatient arena. Great, thank you, Todd. Barry, what are you seeing at Memorial Care? Well, uh, you know, unlike uh, my two colleagues, we Memorial Care really has all of its 225 locations spanning just two counties in Southern California. So it's a lot less geographic diversity. We certainly saw a, a significant drop uh, in the outpatient business during the pandemic with the cessation of elective procedures and services. Uh, but those areas too are rebounding like the acute. As to outpatient, as you know uh, very well, Arnie, outpatient services come in two flavors. They come in the hospital licensed outpatient department and community-based ambulatory centers. Same procedure, same patient, most of the time the same doctor, and a wildly different price point. Our focus has been on the community-based non-hospital licensed ambulatory centers. That's where most of our locations are these days. Uh, and we've been driving business to those centers now for several years. Going forward, I expect that business to continue to grow to levels far higher than we saw pre-pandemic. But I would say that's less so from the impact of the pandemic or post-pandemic and more from continued changes in CMS regulations, in health plan policies that require medical uh, clinical criteria to allow the, that ambulatory business to be done in a hospital licensed setting uh, and the continued evolution toward value-based care. So that's something we're not only anticipating, quite frankly, the way we've designed our health system, we're banking on it. Insightful, thank you. And uh, as we all know, uh, your decisions in the C-suite are always banking on it. Uh, your decisions when they're right, when they're wrong, everyone listening to this has a impact on the organization moving forward very significantly. So uh, thank you very much, Barry. And Jeff, how about at Christus Health in this arena? Yeah, very similar to um, what my colleague said. I think we're seeing, uh, as I mentioned before, outpatient surgery is coming back actually stronger uh, than inpatient surgery. And I think that's just a, uh, a combination of um, the trends that were already there 
um, pushing it in that direction, as well as probably the public's uh, comfort level is greater in an ambulatory setting. And, you know, like was mentioned, uh, community-based ambulatory surgery centers have become much more prevalent. And we, we actually are uh, quite focused as a uh, with partnerships with surgeons. So we've seen a lot of those uh, uh, jointly owned surgery centers uh, come back very quickly and actually exceed prior years. So that's that's come back strong. I think that's driven by kind of the fundamentals um, with the push on top of that by just uh, where people are more comfortable coming back into it and also the price point that was mentioned. Uh, we also have a lot of lab that has come back very strong in many uh, of the countries uh, that we're at. So lab is actually uh, way above um, where it was and prior periods, and that's been one of the, uh, the winners, um, kind of along with virtual care uh, that we've seen come back stronger. I would say imaging is the the, the one that, uh, uh, with the, um, and I think that's been mentioned several times, uh, getting those uh, back to the uh, pre-pandemic volumes may take a little bit longer, but at least at this point we're in single digits in terms of the percentage difference. So I think we're going to see that eventually uh, come back for the most part, but that may Maybe like emergency departments, uh, that on the outpatient side, you're just going to see a shift uh, away from those lower acuity cases that probably don't really belong in an ED anyhow. Uh, they're better served either in a physician office or virtual or urgent care or some other setting. So, but I think you know the, the cases that are uh, uh, really appropriate to be there, we're seeing most of those come back. This is uh, I'm really pleased with the diversity on uh, this panel. Uh, different organizations, different geographies, you know, typical 70 or 80 percent of the vision and what you're viewing in the future and what you're experiencing currently is similar, but clear differences. And I think it will benefit all of our listeners today. Alvarez and Marcel. Leadership. Action. Results. Results.